Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Fishing is largely based on the occasion for hope. However, the end result is more a fault on the weakness of the fish than on the man's occasion for hope. Winston Churchill said, All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word, like freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. When Jesus said to the leaders who questioned him, Then render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's, he was giving us some insight into the strength of our hope. A young man from the village moved to the city in pursuit of a job to support his family. He at first applied with a big firm. He was called in for an interview, cleared all the tests, and had a successful one-on-one with management. So the hiring manager said to him, you're hired, but make sure that your bike is in good condition, as you'll have to do a lot of traveling across the city to meet our customers. The young man replied, sir, sir, I don't have a bike. The hiring manager said, well, son, without a bike, you cannot have this job. So the young man left thinking about what he would do next. He didn't want to return to his village without a job and yet he still had some confidence to to find something better. He came across a big vegetable market, and that's when the idea sparked in his head. He, He decided to buy some vegetables from the market and went on to sell those vegetables door to door, walking across the city. By the end of the evening, he had made a good profit, and this gave him some confidence. So every morning, he would go back to the vegetable market, buy fresh vegetables, and sell them door to door. He continued this hard work every day, and his business began to grow. Soon, he became one of the biggest food chain retailers in the city. All of his family worked for him, and they all prospered. Some years later, a friend was visiting his home and remarked on the food mogul's car collection. His friend asked, You have a great collection of cars, but did you ever buy a bike? The man replied, No, I I never bought a bike for myself. And the friend, in surprise, asked him, why, why not? The man replied, if I'd had a bike, what hope would I have had of owning all of these cars? It's not often that you meet a man who remembers all the way back to his beginnings and the simple things that guided him to his current level of significance, good or bad. Usually, along the travels of life, too many things get in the way. Scripture tells a more simple story. When Abraham was told by God to take Isaac and offer him as a burnt offering upon a distant mountain, the scripture says, So Abraham rose early in the morning and set out for the mountain. No questions, just obedience. The story goes on to say that on the third day of the journey, Abraham could see the mountain afar off. When Abraham finally reached the mountain, he took the knife to slay Isaac upon the altar. But the angel of the Lord called out, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And the Lord said, Do not lay a hand on the lad. When Abraham turned around, he saw a ram caught in a thicket. So Abraham sacrificed the ram and called this mountain, The Lord will provide. You know, sometimes you have to travel a long way for the Lord to provide. Patience and some thick skin at times may be required to experience God's hope. You see, hope is the nourishment that keeps our expectations filled with life. 
when you take away a man's hope, you take away that life. Man's DNA plants within him a deep longing for that which is greater than himself. Those that toss around the idea that hope is somehow unworthy for the strong of will have only found a way to replace real hope with personal pride in their self-convictions, thus eliminating God in the sum of the equation. This is not, of course, anything new or something that you haven't heard before. But like Churchill stated earlier, all the great things are simple. We have been taught sufferings produce endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, a type of hope that does not disappoint. Why? Because it originates from the Holy Spirit poured into us. This hope is not like that of the man who only hopes for a life filled with toys and possessions, or the faux angler who only hopes to catch a fish. Life is filled with many things to do and great causes to get behind. But what is it that you yearn for the most, that giant it to fill that gaping hole? Even greater yet, what is it that you hope for which is beyond your grasp? Hope that someone loves me beyond all my cracks and crevices. Hope that I'm redeemable beyond all that I've done wrong. Hope that I'm repairable and able to achieve some good in life. And hope that by forgiving my enemies, my own pain will come to an end. This hope we speak of has the ability to provide what is necessary to fill in all the dents and the holes that we've managed to bungle our way into. This hope is God with us because this is the greatest hope of all. We are nearing the season of Advent when the whole world waits for this hope with eager expectation. Amen. O come, O come, Emmanuel. We are slow to believe what all the prophets have spoken. He would be born to a virgin, bear all of our iniquities, and suffer terrible things before entering into his glory. Everything written about the Messiah in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms were fulfilled. He is everything the Holy Scriptures say of him. Something beyond our ability to articulate at times or reason at times, or even just think at times. But, like the lingering of incense in the great hall of the church, this unquenchable hope of Christ the King remains attached to our senses and our souls. He is the Mighty One who suffered and rose from the dead. Make no mistake about it, this is our hope. And he is coming back for us. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>